to Awakening Reformation, where Reformation awakens now. My name is Grant, and joined with me is my beautiful wife, Erica, the weaker vessel. Hello, everyone. If you want to get to know more about us, guys, you can follow Reformed Rebel Network on social media. You can go check us out in iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher. If you like the content, please share it with your friends. Yeah. Uh, drop us a review on whatever podcast catcher you use. Submit a comment, like the post, do all that kind of stuff. Help us to get our posts in front of more people to a wider audience. Yes. And if you really like us, then become a Patronian. Yes. <laughs> and go to patreon.com slash reformed rebel. And as little as $2 a month. And listen, we will not say no if you want to go on those you know, higher tiers of financial support. It helps us continue to do what we do. And we greatly appreciate it. The patrons get first dibs on merch that is coming down the line. Yeah. And there's also content on the Patreon page that will get unlocked as soon as you sign up. Yes. Um, so want to encourage you to do all that stuff. We appreciate all of the patrons that do support us every month. It's huge. And you guys, I mean, and I don't know if you realize how big of a deal it listen, is Listen, COVID has kind of messed things up for people. So if Just kind of. If you can't afford to do that, that's fine. The best way you could support us, okay. if you can't financially support us, I mean, besides from like, you know, praying for us, obviously, is to share our content. Like, I know we kind of, you know, mentioned that, but like, legitimately, you have no idea how much just sharing our content helps. Yeah, just hit the share button. Great. So if you're like, oh man, I would love to be a Patronian, but I can't right now, it's fine. Just share. That's just as good. Yeah, no, it's huge because. Then all your friends will hear us. That's right. And we don't say anything ever controversial anyway, or anything <laughs> that might get you in trouble, right? Not until this episode. Gosh. So anyway, we love the support and we just encourage all the more of it. And all the more of it? That made sense. Okay. All the, all the more of it. Must be reading someone, some old English book or something. Sure. Me thinks, me thinks so. <laughs> um... So anyway, all right, that is enough of the admin. Hey, there's other podcasts in the network too. I didn't mention any oh, of the yeah. other guys. Go Bro, listen to all the other ones. Go listen the to end. everything. <laughs> Where's that super short show that you <laughs> always talk about? It's my super short show. Sorry, super, super short. Super short show. I can't do it. That's awesome. I don't know what show you're talking about. It was like this little, I don't know, like brother and sister who had this like little short segment on the Disney channel, like in oh, the I early 2000s. have 2000s. Disney, that's why. Yeah. No cable as a kid. I don't. They like did back behind the scenes Universal Studios like Lego land wow. kind of. So like just toury. behind the scenes yeah, type stuff. Yeah, I don't. It sounds cool. Yeah. It's like documentary before there was documentaries. Yeah, actually for kids. For kids, but for kids, yeah. You could probably go on YouTube and find it. It was called Mike's Super Short Show. Nice. I think his sister's name was Sally. I think it was Mike and Sally. Mike and Sally. Don't Isn't that a different that. movie? Sally, Mike and mm. Billy Crystal, and what was that? Monsters Inc. No, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Mike. No, the Mike and what's oh, that? Oh yeah, name? yeah, Mike Wozniak was the name. I don't know. Now we've really <laughs> no, gone down a rabbit. No, trail. the famous movie in the '90s or whatever, Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan or something. I Sally, don't know. when Ma Harry met Sally, That's when Harry. Harry when Harry met That's Sally. Harry and Sally. But it's Sally. You said Sally, right? Sure. All right. 
Well, that was quite a trip. Woo. Anyway, okay. Um, if you've been listening to us uh, the last few episodes, you know that we are in the middle of a series called By Way of Reminder. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to the first episode on fear, you'll know what uh, the foundation of this series really is, what this theme is that we're talking about. Um, but as a brief overview, by way of reminder, what we mean is that we're calling to mind those common Christian doctrines or Christian teachings that you've probably heard dozens of times, if not hundreds of times, as a Christian, but we wanted to bring them up again and like remind you remind you of what these things actually mean, what the Bible actually says about these different things. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, like a kaleidoscope, as you turn, we see we get a new vision, a new color, a new look at these things, and hopefully um, it spurs it, us on to encouragement. Right, exactly. Hopefully there's yeah. growth that happens in your life because of it. And like you said before, babe, in the other episodes, um, maybe it's just something you need reminding of. Right. You know, maybe it's not something totally new, but just we're a forgetful people, right? Yeah, all throughout scripture, God's reminding us and, and commanding yeah. us to remember. Right. And so. this is and that that phrase that we pulled by way of reminder, Peter says twice in just a few verses in his um, second epistle. So yeah. Anyway, it's good, um, good little phrase that we made the foundation of this series. Today's episode. Do you have something to say before we no kick off? Um, you look like you're about to talk with your knitting just, needle. <laughs> I was just excited. <laughs> yes, my lovely weaker vessel wife is knitting. Yeah, I am. It has been a recent uh, focus of hers, and I love it. I love that you knit. It's become my goal to become good at it by the time I start having grandkids. Okay. So that I can, like, knit them cute little booties and baby blankets and things. Because that's something my grandmother did. Yeah. So I feel like if I want to be a sweet grandma, like my grandma, I need to, like, probably start now so I could be good at it in, like, 10 years. You know how in Lego Movie there's master builders? Mm-hmm. Oma is a master knitter. She's a she's a crocheter actually. Does she crochet all that stuff she does? Yeah, she's crochet. a master crocheter. Yeah, she is though. She she's whips like that master, stuff out like crazy. She's a master Oma actually. She's just all she the is. grandmotherly things like she's just got on lock. It's true. We just call her and ask anything. She's got it. It's true. Um, and so what we're talking about tonight, <laughs> getting back <laughs> on track again, is the greatest commandment. Right. So during Jesus ministry, people approached him and would challenge him with all kinds of questions. And one of the times Jesus is approached, he's asked the question, Master, what is the greatest of all the commandments? And if uh, you know, the Old Testament had like 600 and something commandments, a whole slew of them. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says that all of them can be hung on these two. And the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he said, the second one is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And just as a quick comment on this. Second, by way of reminder. By way of reminder. <laughs> the second commandment all through Paul's letters is tied in with the fulfillment of the law. Yeah. And so, like Jesus said, all of the law and the prophets can be hung on these two commandments. Paul continues and carries that on throughout the New Testament and will frequently say, like he does in Galatians, that the the law is fulfilled in this one word. Mm. Love your neighbor as yourself. 
Okay, so that obviously takes a very prominent position in the Christian's life. Right. Why are we bringing this up by way of reminder? Because recently, I think people have flipped this I upside think down. Especially, I mean, it's been happening for a while, especially in Big Eva, mm-hmm. in the Gospel Coalition-y types. Right. Um, in those circles. But especially in 2020, it has become almost like a cult. Right. I think... I think it's pretty clear if you look at what has been written, what has been said, it, that it's and been... And being enforced with vigor. Yeah. Is that the greatest commandment, number one, is love your neighbor. Right. And then the second commandment... Is se- like it. <laughs> then the second is like it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Yeah, they've inverted it. And so why do we say this? Because there are leaders like David Platt, who is extremely popular who had advocated and affirmed those who were rioting and protesting, Mm -hmm. yet has shut his church down because of COVID measures, Mm -hmm. and they're not meeting. Right. And then we see this... I don't know if they're meeting now. They might be meeting now. Maybe they're back in some form or fashion. They hadn't for a very long time. But what we saw with multiple leaders is that they were outspoken in affirming quote-unquote social injustice that's been happening or whatever it is mm-hmm. but then s- pretty protest much against the injustice and then the protest against yeah. it but then pretty much silent when it came to we need to be meeting for church and we need to you know ensure that our first amendment yeah. rights are being upheld and on and on you could go on that yeah. end which is an obedience to god right to worship him as he has commanded his people. You worship me. That's right. That's inescapable if you just read your Bible that right. we are commanded to gather and worship God. Primary thing, worship God. Number one. Above anything else. Right. I mean, if it means forsaking your family, if it means even forsaking your own children, in some cases throughout Christian history, like worshiping God meant turning away from other things that you loved because Worshiping God meant more. Well, and by way of reminder, uh, (laughs) Jesus warned his disciples about this. He said, unless you are willing to like be hated by your family, Mm -hmm. unless you're willing to be separated. Leave your father and your mother. Right. To leave your family and come and follow me to carry your cross, die to self and follow me. Then you're not worthy to be my disciple. Right. Whoa, Jesus. You know but we I mean? thought we were supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. How can we hate our mother and father right. while also loving our neighbor as ourselves? Those two things don't go together. Right. And do they? It's man, it's so crazy how duped um Christians have gotten though by the rhetoric and the narrative of the woke COVID, church of COVID nineteen and the woke church that makes them actually yeah. wig out in their brain, like, wait, but I can't just meet for church if it means I might get the next person sick. So this is what's happened during the whole COVID craziness is that there have been a few plays run. One of the plays was run by like the political elites mm-hmm. where they saw a crisis and they came in with like the solution and they're using it for political ends. Right. To get to gain more control over the population. And I think that same play is being run not by political elites, but by like the Christian big eva elites Mm -hmm. they've used this crisis to come in and be a talking head and be the quote-unquote savior Mm -hmm. and the person who is affirming what really everyone wants 
everyone wants to be selfish. Everyone wants to yep. love themselves more than love God. Everyone wants to be a coward. Like that's just the natural state of the human heart. It's not towards, you know, bravery and uh, selflessness. And mm-hmm. like, that's not right. the natural state of the heart. Right. Because we're sinful. Right. So when someone who is trusted, like the Russell Moores, like the Albert Mollers, like the, you know, Paul Tripp, like the whomever it is, yeah. right? We trust these people because at one point they did have a legitimate resource. Matt Mark Chandler. Dever. I mean, Matt yeah, there's Chandler, like yeah. tons of JD people. J.D. Greer and all them. Uh, Eric Mason mm-hmm. and so on. We could just give you a laundry list right. of names. People that we've benefited from in the past. Yes, that we would have recommended, that we listened to all yep. of the you know podcast, sermon, content we could find. Yep. Like people that we do credit with bringing us along this road of reformdom, yeah. but have since turned away and have adopted false doctrines. But because we trusted them to some extent, mm-hmm. when they came in and they were the talking head amidst the crisis a lot of people latched on as though it was like the father coming in to the room of like, you know, all the kids are fighting and the father comes in and takes control. Mm -hmm. And like, even though you might not like what he's saying, you're just happy someone got control of the situation. That's sort of what it felt like. Like we may not necessarily love all of the things that Eric Mason is saying, but we can trust him. He's fatherly. He's that, you know, reformed, talking head so when he came in and started Ish. giving us yeah yeah reformed dish yeah like well at one point reformed right. right when he came in and started giving us instruction like dutiful children we just started obeying mm-hmm. even if we did even if some of the things he said kind of threw us for a loop so once he got his foot in the door and like claimed some sort of authority over us mm-hmm. I mean, the snowball just got a rolling and here we are with some of the stuff he's saying and it's completely insane. Right. And and the, probably the, the catalyst for this kind of need for guidance and leadership is because when when this started and churches shut down, um, probably most Christians felt like I should be at church. Some of them. Right. Like I think a lot of well-meaning otherwise you know obedient i think you'd be um, more gracious than i would loving yes. christians thought i really should go to church so what do i do here when the government's telling me don't go but i know i should go and then in comes russell the Moore. the talking head russell yeah. Moore. it's fine you can just stay home love your neighbor yeah even if you disagree with it mm-hmm. by staying home you will be loving your neighbor. If you disagree with masks, well, if you wear one, it shows your neighbor that you love them. Right. And that has been the lie <laughs> shared with the church because, first of all, that is not our number one commandment. That is the number two commandment. Right. When first you say, well, what does God want of me here? Right. And then you obey God, and then right. that is loving your neighbor. Right. Right. God tells us what loving neighbor looks like, not World Health Organization or the <laughs> CDC. Well, and it's love your neighbor as yourself. So that assumes however you're loving your neighbor is not how your neighbor wants you to love them, but how you believe is right and good. Mm-hmm. Like that's the assumption, right? Like you're the Christian. Yeah. So how you love your neighbor is influenced by how God 
would want you to be treated. You know what I'm trying to say? Like yeah. there is a, a logic to this. Like we don't get to make up how to love someone. Like well, and God informs us. And then because we, we believe God, like that's just how we act. Yeah. Right. And, and it's not like, uh, you know, kids have done this before where it's like, but aren't they supposed to share? Yeah. Like the golden rule is do unto others as you would want them to do to you. Not the, oh, I if, heard this. It's the platinum rule. Do unto others as they want to be treated. Yeah. What? But what that does is it puts love your neighbor above love God. Well, I want all of you guys to become Patronians. So love me like I want you to love me. If you want to love your neighbor, <laughs> go to patreon.com slash reform rebel. And that that puts that as the highest one. And it makes God your neighbor. It makes neighbor your God. Yeah. And then whatever they want. If... They want you to wear five masks. Well, do you, don't you love Goggles. your neighbor? They want you to vaccinate Goggles, your kids. face shield, full-on military mop suit for chemical warfare. Vaccinate your kid. Probably abort your kid, too, because kids spread corona. So it would just be yeah. far safer if you kill your baby because, All the, let's yeah. be honest, if, you don't, if you're pregnant, you're going to have to go to a hospital and deliver, which means more exposure. The nurses who are already tired are going to be working more to help you just abort it. Like it's just loving your name. I mean, where does this insanity end? Yeah. Where does it end? Yeah. And it should end with rolling your, your, um, your priorities and your duties up one more to the greatest commandment. Yeah. And that's why, by way of reminder, we're talking about <laughs> what the greatest commandments really are. So when God does say the command, you, you gather and worship Mm -hmm. Right. You sing songs and you gather together as a community. That means you got to obey that. And so you right. find a way to do that. So, you don't find a way not to do that. So when the um, big Eva talking head or the politician, whoever you trust more, I guess, mm -hmm. whenever they come to you and say, this is how you love your neighbor, you say, show me where it says that in the Bible. Right. Like that should just be the gut reaction. And what I've seen so many times on social media primarily is people will say, well, these are unprecedented times. Oh. No one knows how to interact with other people. Like we've never had a coronavirus before. Mm -hmm. This is all new. <laughs> so listen, we just got to have grace with each other, right? Yeah. That's what well, we got to do. And it's the same thing with the, the whole woke cult. Yeah. And the critical race theory and the intersectionality nonsense that's going around, too, is that you just need to be empathetic. You don't know people's story. No, you don't. You don't know what they've been through. You mm -hmm. don't know their intersectionals. You don't. So if you're going to love neighbor, then when the BLM protester comes to you, white person, and says, kneel and say, sorry, raise your fist, you just need to do it if you love your neighbor. Do it. Or is it truly loving neighbor to say, no, you're believing a lie and I will not go along with you and your lie? Your little fairy tale world. Right. That would be loving neighbor. <laughs> right? Yeah. Based on... Well, and here's the thing. Like, this is where I was going with it. There's nothing new under the sun. This, right. this has been done before. Mm -hmm. Like, if you know anything about human history you look at the roman empire if you if you just know anything even in the last 100 years like this is not something new right humans go through these patterns over and over and over again and honestly the coronavirus is one of the least threatening things that it has ever know, right? humanity has ever faced to be quite honest with you right 
The and, scarier thing during coronavirus was just what the government was going to do next. And how quick that people were to follow along without well, actually yeah. using their brain. Like, that was the more terror. Like, I, True. at this point, and I'm the conspiracy theorist, so I'll own that right up front. But, like, at this point, I expect the government to do stupid things because they're godless. Yeah, right. I don't, I, I am not surprised when pagans peg. Like, yeah. That's just what I expect them to do. Yeah. What does shock me is when Christians follow the pagans and don't stop to think, should I be doing this? Yeah. Think, and a lot of them thinking, if I go along with this, then they'll like me and then want to like listen to what I say. Yeah, that's that cultural currency that What's-His-Face was talking about. Yeah. Lehman. Yeah, Jonathan Lehman talking about the cultural capital. Yeah. And don't spend it here, spend it there. And uh, A.D. Robles did a good commentary on cross-politics interview with Jonathan Lehman. And it's like, why, since when do we really think that the pagans are just going to stop and be like, wait, 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 hold on before we do the next pagany thing. Um, <laughs> this Christian over here was like really compliant the last time. And now on this more, this much bigger issue. Yeah. We need to take into account what they said. <laughs> like, we don't... They're we, never going to do that. No, pagans ever. don't care. And Psalm 1 tells us, like, don't follow along with the counsel of the wicked. Like, yeah. don't Don't be, walk in that don't way. Don't take it in the don't. counsel of the wicked. If there right. are wicked people giving you counsel, don't obey. Like, that's just a good idea. Don't obey when right. the wicked person tells you to do something. We tell that to our kids all the time. Right. If someone's telling you to do something and they're wrong, don't do it. Doesn't matter who it is. This is very elemental. Yes, exactly. So and obedience costs us nothing in one sense, but it mm -hmm. costs us everything in another, right? Right. Like to obey God doesn't cost us currency, mm -hmm. like Lehman was talking about. Like we don't only have like so many dollars to spend up on obedience to God. Right. Like, Nate, Nate actually talked about it um, uh, a couple of episodes on the, the Rebel podcast about it's very Marxist to think of things in a zero sum game. Yeah. And, uh, and that's exactly what Jonathan Lee was talking about is, yep. Oh, there's a finite amount of capital. And once you spend it, it's gone or whatever. And it's like, no, we believe in an eternal ever creating God. Yeah. So, and, and he has obviously grown, uh, you know, what we have on earth to greater, mm -hmm. um, levels of glory yeah. throughout the ages. So it's completely, um, unbiblical and unchristian to think that there's a finite amount of obedience we can spend yeah exactly. <laughs> that's the best way to say it it really, really is that absurd like we don't have a finite amount of obedience to spend there are no hills to die on right like yeah. every word that proceeds from the mouth of god is an important word yeah and we should obey all of them right not just some of them not just as many as we can afford all of them so no matter the cost so I said on the last episode that this is kind of going to link with this topic, right? Mm -hmm. About loving neighbor. And we were talking about being nice and how we don't really have to be we nice. We're super nice people. Right? I mean, when you ever... <laughs> um, we'll move on. Um, but here's the thing. Jesus told us to love our enemies. Yeah. Right? And so even if they're our enemy and we disagree with them, it says we need to love them. And we talked about mm -hmm. we don't really need to be nice. Well, what about loving your enemies? So what does that look like then here? If we're going to obey God and love neighbor, what about loving enemies? Well, then I think we need to look at, once again, how did Jesus love his enemies? 
he took on the punishment for us. Yep. And he shared truth with us. Right. He didn't allow us to sit in our sin. He didn't allow for us to stay under the condemnation and the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. He got us out of that and put us into a new position before the father. Like that's the most loving thing you can do for someone is to say, right now you are under the wrath of God and let's move you over a little bit. Right. Let's, let's like put some Jesus on you. Right. Well, and I think, and this is where we can go with Christians don't have to be nice. And this is a very, um, uncommon example of loving neighbor is when Paul say loving, I don't know. Loving neighbor, loving, but is when Paul says about the man who, um, the man in First Corinthians five, and then also in First uh, Timothy, possibly Second Timothy. But anyway, these were examples of unrepentant believers who he says he has given them over to Satan, mm-hmm. given them over to the devil. Why? For the sake of their soul. Right. But that wasn't before he shared truth with them. No, they they were resistant to it. Right. They were not hearing it. Just like much of the big Eva world right now is yep. not hearing it. Jonathan yep. Lehman said, we just differ and I have not changed my position any and which all that kind of true. stuff. Which is not true. Which isn't true either. But sometimes the most loving thing you can do for your neighbor is to not wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And is to tell them... Well, it actually is, because if you really want to kill this virus, the best thing you can do is start building immune systems. And masks are proven to decrease your natural immune system. So I'm just saying, if you want me to get technical, that actually is the most loving thing biologically to do. Right. So... But I digress. Anyway, there... Yeah, so this world (laughs) has... I know, totally... (laughs) derailed derailed my train of thought but but truly we have flipped those two commandments upside down to where the the primary operating command is just love neighbor which equates to whatever neighbor wants right whatever neighbor wants i want neighbor to which like is not me. what jesus did with us he didn't just no, say whatever you want that's fine the father and i will be chill with that right yeah no, he said you're a hot mess I'm going to enter into that. You're in miry clay and I need to get you out. You are dead and you need to be made alive. So I'll die and make you alive. Right. Life for life. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah. So anyway, that. That is how you love your neighbor. You don't just look at them and say, you bless your heart. You know, (laughs) like that's not. That's not where this goes. That's not the Christian way. No. And we don't love our neighbor at the cost of loving God. Like that is the thing that we have seen that has been so disturbing is that we have loved our neighbor at the cost of loving God. And it's because, quote unquote, loving our neighbor, like we were just saying, Mm -hmm. is not actually love. It's affirming. Mm -hmm. Affirmation and love are not the same thing. Like at all, right? Like if you love someone, you don't affirm everything in them. Hello, parenting. (laughs) Amen. There is a large portion of parenting that is not affirming your child. You right. love them enough but to not affirm every sin- sinful tendency that your child has. Right. And so the same is true in the fellowship of believers. Like if we mm-hmm. love each other, we spur each other on to good works. We hold each other accountable. And if we love the non-Christians, the pagans, we proclaim the gospel to them. Mm-hmm. We share truth with them. Right. 
it's not just this affirming thing. It's not is, succumbing to their desires and succumbing to their wants. And, and neighbor this, doesn't, sorry, real quick. Neighbor, neighbor doesn't define what your love to them has to look like. like right. God defines what your love for neighbor well, looks like. Well, and I was just going to say, like, this is where um, I had a conversation with a friend not so long ago mm-hmm. who has become more conservative over the whole COVID craziness Mm -hmm. and she and i were talking about how at one point she i don't think she'll care if i mention this um i won't mention her name though at one point she would have said i don't agree with homosexuality Mm -hmm. but i would have probably told you a little bit ago that like i'm not going to tell you how to live your life it doesn't really affect me so you do you kind of a thing right but since this whole COVID thing has happened and since we've started seeing all this QAnon, you know, child sex trafficking and all this kind of stuff, I yep. see how accepting one and affirming one little thing over here, mm-hmm. one little thing in quotes, um, this homosexual agenda actually does open the door. It swings it wide open for a slew of other things. Everything right. actually does affect you. Every little sin does affect you it's not just someone else's personal sin mm-hmm. and so um sharing that because what i have seen in the culture is that for a very long time the lgbtq community has tried to get us to accept and affirm their agenda right and we at this point we should know that it is a trojan horse it is a trojan horse big time but churches slowly have started to like accept the lgbtq agenda right and now it's leading into other avenues to like the whole woke church kind of thing where now love equals affirmation but that Mm -hmm. was the same argument that the lgbt community has used for the last 10 years right love equals affirmation it's not okay to just tolerate someone who's gay you must also affirm it Well, now that's what we're doing in the church. Now it's not okay to just um, tolerate someone's sin. You must also affirm it. That's how you love your neighbor. You affirm their sin. Does that make sense? Yeah, and that's what they want. And that's what they want. That's what they're wanting right now. And the church needs to stop it. (laughs) We need to repent and realize that it's not us who get to define these, how to love neighbor, how to um love god like he defines the terms for us right and and sometimes it hurts to love neighbor just like it hurts when a doctor does surgery yeah and the word of god is described as a two-edged sword that you know divines bone and marrow joint and ligament Mm -hmm. soul and spirit and that hurts and sometimes loving your neighbor means being okay if they abandon you Just like Jesus said, you have to be willing to leave your father and your mother to be my disciple. If you're going to love God supremely, then you're going to have to love your neighbor enough to not make them an idol. So I I think of John Piper, like, who do you treasure then, right? Who is, who do you love more? Yeah. Do you love God more or your neighbor more? Because if you're doing whatever you can to just keep neighbor around, then you're probably valuing them more than Mm -hmm. you do God. Yeah who has actually paid the price for your soul and bought you by the blood of his only son. So think about that by way of reminder, by way of reminder, do you have the two greatest commandments in the right order? We pray that you do and hope that you do. And we just hope that you see it. We hope you see the confusion that many are spreading. 
And that's what we really hope. And for those of you who are like, I don't really know what's going on in Big Eva. Like, I am so busy at work or whatever. Praise like, I God. just don't have time to follow <laughs> what crazy pastor is saying this or that, mm-hmm. or I just don't really care or whatever. You can like take this down a few pegs too and put it into your personal sphere and say, even in your parenting or in your marriage or whatever, um, are you loving your spouse more than you're loving God? Like, are you allowing sin to rule in your home? Because as a husband, you're scared of your wife. Yeah. Or maybe you're letting your kids take over and rule. Right. Your kids fussing or they're complaining and stuff is what just wears you down. And so you give in. Yeah. Rather than loving God, which is to disciple and to train your kids. Right. You're letting them rule and take that right position of, like this this can happen in so many different ways it's yeah. not just big even that's an easy one for us because we can be more specific right. and narrow in um it's hard for us to know like what's going on in all y'all's lives yeah. so i mean and it's been pretty loud that the whole wear a mask love your neighbor has pretty much been the mantra right for several months now right. so actually you know it's funny when i was this is totally sidebar okay but when i was at shop right the other day okay there was someone who'd come up to this old lady i don't want to say old she's probably in her 60s or whatever okay and someone asked her to pull her mask up because she just had it around her neck Mm -hmm. she had like one of those you know ones that go around okay anyway and she told the person like i was born with one lung and i can't wear a mask but she even still had one around her throat. Yeah, she had one around her neck, probably maybe to just, just get in the store, maybe probably. or something. Probably, I don't know. But she just told them like, "I can't breathe. I only have one one lung," and the person had the audacity oh to tell gosh, this old no lady, way. "Well, then you shouldn't be shopping in the first place." And like, what? I just like heard it, like kind of you know, or in it wasn't like right in front of me, no, but I just but holy smokes. thought like. This is the loving thing, right? This is how we love our neighbor by berating them, making them share all of their personal medical history and then tell them how they don't belong in you don't society belong amongst me. Yeah. You, you are sick person. Yeah. You know, go away from me. You sickly like one. The like the old. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird but thing. But like, think about the old, the old primitive and bar, uh, barbarian cultures that right. would, uh, Ditch, ditch the maimed and yeah like yeah, sparta, sparta ditch the maimed babies or the mentally handicapped or whatever yeah. would just ditch them y'all this is not love this is not how you love your neighbor <laughs> that's evolution though right or like um it is daggum eugenics right mm-hmm. unless you're unless you're a premier human yep. you're not fit to live amongst us yep gosh that but is how so many times like yeah. even in, in store windows and stuff it's like if you can't wear your mask then we have online shopping options for you then don't be among us, you worthless human. That's crazy. It's disgusting. We gotta get rid of these. Get rid of these what? Masks. Oh, okay. So Not the people. No, they're all made in the image of God, and we need to welcome them and make them feel valued. But I'm just saying, lest you think this is not a problem, it is a problem, and yeah. Christians need to stop and consider, like all the different ways we're failing in this area. To truly love neighbor. To truly love your neighbor. We need to take tally and notice. Since when do we even take the definition of love your neighbor from the world anyway? I mean, since we started adopting all of their ideologies, honestly. Like you mentioned evolution. You (laughs) mentioned the LGBT community and their agenda. Like there's so many ways we've just adopted and taken, which is another Jonathan Lehman stupid comment that he made on the, which 
we won't get into yeah, it. Yeah, we now. don't need to do that now. Anyway, but we're good here. Gosh. Anyway, all right. We're Guys. nice people and we love our neighbors. That's right. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening again guys we appreciate it again drop us a comment and let us know uh what you thought of the episode and share it with your friends if you found this helpful we appreciate it and be immovable steadfast always abounding in the work of the lord knowing that your labor is not in vain until next time get woke.